What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Joystick Jockeys Podcast. I am Austin Angel, joined by, as always, Protege Jones. Protege, how you doing, my man? I'm doing fantastic, brother. How about you, man? Doing all right. It's been a while. Uh, moved twice since we've last done an episode. Twice? twice. Oh, man. <laughs> are, you, are you finally settled in? And, and, and... Yeah. <laughs> finally settled in. Yeah, I went back to my mom's for like a little bit and then like three days after i got moved into my mom's i found somewhere and i was able to move like immediately and i was like well shit but also yeah so nice, nice. <laughs> so yes we were all settled no more moving for quite a long time so yeah that would be uh part of the reason for the delay in episodes sorry about that guys but hey it is what it is i've been playing much in the last few weeks I'm sorry, you asked me. Uh, you asked me what I've been playing. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Um, honestly, man, I've been playing a whole lot of Remnant since it came out. And, oh, okay. And um, just real quick, it is so crazy how I'm just not really looking forward to that many AAA's this year. Um, there's a couple, but not as not as many as I as I normally would, so I would check out a, a couple of double A's and indies, mm-hmm. and Remnant 2 is a fun time. It's not as diff, even though they call it the Dark Souls shooter, it's not really as difficult as Dark Souls, especially when you're playing with uh, two other people. Mm-hmm. It's a good time, and just recently they uh, released a new update today because uh, it, it was having some performance issues on PC and maybe console and stuff. So. Gotcha. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about it. I thought it was like Diablo or Baldur's Gate-esque, but yeah. No. no it's <laughs> so, it's yeah. like you you, you, you you can you play the campaign for a little bit mm-hmm. and you unlock more guns, more weapons, and you kind of you, you can like make a build of a character. Right? Kind of gotcha. like in Cyberpunk how you can have a certain, <clears throat> you can focus on uh, certain types of guns, uh, effect damages like acid, shock, all kinds of stuff. And once you unlock Adventure Mode, now you can travel between different worlds and acquire different things. Because each level, the rewards are always randomized, which you'll get back. Okay. So it's Looter Shooter. Borderlands. Yeah, yeah. We could say it's kind of like that. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Gotcha. What about you, man? Were you able to play something? (laughs) Um, I have been able to the last week. I did still have my Switch, so I was playing a lot of Pokemon Unite, which is essentially League of Legends with a Pokemon skin over it. So I played a lot of that. Um, Once I got moved into the house uh, last week. How toxic uh, are we talking? It's actually not. Wow. (laughs) But it, it probably also helps that, like, Nintendo doesn't really have voice chat and you can't really type anything out to talk to your teammates, but... (laughs) I've just heard so many stories about games like that, how competitive they can really be. You know, uh, what are they called? Uh, Are those called MOBAs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so I I, I try to stay away from those because I I like team-based games, but... When you're new, it's really hard to get in there, man. Yeah, I've had a bunch of friends that'd be like, you should play League. I'm like, nope, I'm too far gone for that one. Sorry, that shit's been around. I'm too far gone. <laughs> no way. <laughs> uh, but no, I played that. Uh, I actually finished Hogwarts Legacy, sort of, yesterday. I beat the final boss. There's still, like, one more post-endgame quest to, like, finish the house cup and all that. But I beat the final boss yesterday. Uh, I 
been able to jump back into for a little bit Final Fantasy 16 uh, jump back into Apex new season of that starts next week so yeah surprisingly they're still able, kicking they, they sure are <laughs> we got a story about the next season coming up later but uh I also some uh, it's it's game related it's not a game I did watch all of Twisted Metal <laughs> okay, okay, let's so, get some impressions of season one. I was shocked by how much I loved it. <laughs> now, mm. I don't know if that's because my expectations were so low, or if it's just because I've always loved Twist Metal, but yet the trailers before the show came out do not do it justice. It starts off kind of slow, but it definitely picked up. And yeah, by the end of the season... I, re- I really enjoyed it, and season two seems like more of what I was. Seems like it will be more what I was expecting from a Twisted Metal show, so I'm super excited for the second season if they get greenlit for it, because they definitely set it up. Okay. When I seen the trailer initially, I was thinking, <laughs> man, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> see, I don't. One thing, the only thing I know about Twisted Metal is how dark it was and how it could be, so when I, when I see them kind of bringing more of the um because you know they uh there's like a certain formula with tv shows yeah and movies and stuff so they try to appeal to a wider audience and i was afraid that twisted metal would lose itself trying to appeal to more people but i'm happy to hear from from a twisted metal fan like hey listen check this out so yeah it definitely still has that dark tone they just obviously didn't show it in the trailers because like sweet tooth's cutting people's heads off (laughs) like it is violent as hell (laughs) Like, okay, well, that's, uh, so, what is it on? Peacock? It's on Peacock, yeah. Okay, streaming so, on Peacock. The, the one thing that was weird for me is, and I, it's probably not going to affect as many people as it did me, is the body of Sweet Tooth is Samoa Joe, it's a wrestler, but the voice of Sweet Tooth is Will Arnett, so that threw me off, because I know that that's not his voice, <laughs> but other than that, I really enjoyed it. Okay, okay. I'm happy to see that they're taking these properties seriously when they bring them over to the movies mm-hmm. and the in the TV in the media aspect because gaming is going to keep growing. Yeah. Like it, like it, it, it's transcending just through the controller. Like now, now everybody, whole families and generations are going to know about God of War. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm very happy about that. And it looks like we got a couple stories today. Couple stories. So we got a lot um, of first Nintendo. First, we're gonna start with. Yes, in about time. <laughs> I've been waiting on Nintendo, man. So first, we're gonna talk about Tears of a Kingdom. It's been driving Nintendo sales up 50% year on year. Oh my god. They really are in a that's league of their ridiculous. own. Ridiculous. That is very ridiculous. <laughs> that that is like that's where Microsoft wants to be. That's where they want to be. This article comes from gamesindustry.biz. I can't yes. see the whole thing. Yeah, gamesindustry.biz. Gotcha. It says, the latest Zelda game has sold 18.51 million units. Jesus. Disgusting. <laughs> Super, Super Mario Bros. movie reached 1.34 billion in box office revenues. And just, just, just to talk about that real quick, that's another property that ended up being like a, a super high grossing movie for 
Illumination. Illumination. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like they. One of my fr I wasn't able to go see it in time, I but one of my friends, <laughs> my friend told me that they did a great job, even though it's still in a in an animated cartoon. You know, right. they still made it. Uh, reference real life and they represented it pretty well so I'm, I'm happy about that it says here Nintendo has released its financial results for the three months ended June 30th 2023 therefore including the release of the Legend of Zelda Tears of a Kingdom unsurprisingly the Japanese company has had a very successful quarter but hasn't revised its forecast upward for the full year all right we got some sales numbers here i'm 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 gonna try i'm really gonna try because <laughs> i believe this is well it's yen, got, japanese yen it's got the usd in parentheses right next to it <clears throat> okay so if we're looking at uh net sales it says here in yen it's 461 billion which translates to 3.22 billion us up 50 percent year on year that's insane <laughs> Bro, the Switch is how old and still just... Uh, what is it, balance. like seven? I think, right? Yeah, man. Operating profit, 1.85 billion yen, or 1.29 billion US, up eight... Damn it, Jack. yen or 1.77 billion up 52.2 percent year on year all right net profit and this is the go ahead Were we Real gonna quick. Say something? can you start back from operating profit because jack knocked out my headphones and that's what it's recording your audio from so <laughs> <laughs> it, it went totally silent <laughs> yep okay no problem all right so we're gonna go with um Operating profit, yeah, 185 billion yen, or 129 billion USD, up 82.4 percent year on year. One, 1. 1.29. You said what? 1.29. Oh, what did I say? You said 129. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Jesus Christ! Yeah, let me let me let me try that one more time. <clears throat> Operating profit, 185 billion yen, mm -hmm. or 1.29 billion, <clears throat> up 82.4% year on year. Ordinary profit, we have 253 billion yen, or 1.77 billion, up 52.2% year on year. It's a lot of numbers, man. It's a lot of freaking numbers. At this point, the Switch 2 has to come. It has to. For net profit, we're looking at 181 billion yen, or 1.25 billion up 52.1% year on year. And then uh, goes into Switch sales, which, wait a minute. There's, people are still buying Switches right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People are buying switches just for Tears of the Kingdom. Sick. 3.91 million units, up 13.9%, reaching 129.5 million units in lifetime sales. It's the highest, like, 
most units from a Nintendo TV console. Obviously, I think the DS is still their highest. One thing. <clears throat> but I think that's got to be the highest selling house or home console, right? I would assume for them. Yeah. All time, man. And then, last but not least, Nintendo Switch software sales. 52.21 million units, up 26.1%, reaching 1.9 billion units in lifetime sales. Nintendo has had success across the board during its quarter one for... What does FY stand for? Fiscal year. Ah! For fiscal year 2024, <coughs> with Tears of a Kingdom selling 18.51 million units as of June 30th. So, with all this sales data in mind, I'm just going to go ahead and call Nintendo the GOATs. Uh, yeah. uh, Out of the top five, they have three. The DS, the Switch, and the Game Boy and Game Boy Color. And, and the DS was reigning... Like, you had the DS, 2DS, 3DS, they just kept on coming. Yeah. Well, that's not even counting 3DS numbers. 3DS numbers got counted separately. If you were to throw the 3DS in there, then yeah, then the Nintendo DS and 3DS put together is like, what is that math? About 225 million between the two of them, mm -hmm. I think. Because the DS is uh, sold 154.02. So the Switch depending on how long they let this go without making a new one could possibly pass up the DS it's about 24 million off 24 million off yeah. for lifetime? yeah Yeah. <clears throat> and speaking of uh, Nintendo we got more Nintendo news this, this might as well just be called Nintendo Takeover uh, we got an article from Nintendo Life. Takarai can't imagine future Smash Bros. games without his involvement. I can't either. I, I can't either. It'll be weird um, when they eventually make one without him. Because it's going to happen. And you're going to know. Because they're, <laughs> they, they're going to give him a proper send-off whenever it does happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It says here, Legendary... Legend, I'm going to butcher this name so bad, so I apologize, Nintendo, if you see this video. Legendary developer, <laughs> Mashit. <laughs> he did it for me. All right, let me try again. Legendary developer, Masahiro Sakurai. Yep. Continues to pump out YouTube videos for his YouTube channel. Masahiro Sakurai on creating games in which he imparts invaluable advice and anecdotes on game development. It says here in his latest video, he goes into how his development team was built for the 2008 Wii title Super Smash Bros. Brawl, the sequel to the insanely pop popular GameCube iteration Smash Bros. Melee. Which, that was... I have so many good memories on Smash Bros. Melee. The GameCube... Like, literally, to unlock certain characters, you, you 
you had to leave the GameCube on for like 20 hours yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's how you had to get Mewtwo. You had to have a game last like 24 hours and then win. Because I remember, for some reason, me and my brother decided to do it on like a school day. <laughs> so we left it on. And before we left for school, <laughs> we just had one of us go off the map three times and then fought Mewtwo. <laughs> That's crazy you guys thought of that, because I was I just gave up on it. I was like, there's oh, we no looked way it up. I'm not <laughs> We looked it up. <laughs> nice, nice. It says the story is a familiar one for Nintendo fanatics in which Sakurai found out about Nintendo's intention to launch a Smash game for the Wii at an E3 press conference. Nintendo had decided to announce the game before the <coughs> development in order to align with its plans for the Wii's online functionality. That's a great way to sell it right there. Could you imagine, like, being the developer of, like, this hugely popular title, and you're sitting at E3 just watching at home, and they announce a game that you're in charge of, and you're like, wait, I'm making this? No one told me. Like, it's not even in development, <laughs> but you just get it, bruh. <laughs> That's great. Uh, it says here, at the end of the video, Sakurai states that while it's un... that it's likely inevitable that a new smash bros game will commence development in the future he's currently unsure what direction nintendo will take to decide the series stressing that he can't imagine new titles without his own involvement <coughs> that's amazing that to to still to to say you know when smash brothers ultimate came out he was like hey i'm stepping i'm stepping back yeah, he's like this is my last one <laughs> That, that's what he said. That's what he said. But I think maybe he just needed a, a break, you know? Probably. Yeah. Just my man working hard. Uh, was there anything else to the article? Uh, his quote. Oh, I see. Okay. The question now is what happens next time? I mean, whatever comes after Smash Bros. Ultimate, one option would be to separate the series from its original creator... But for now, at least, I can't imagine a Smash Brothers title without me. You might think that's a natural stance for someone in my role, but I say so speaking objectively. I feel the same way President Iwata. Did I say that right? I think, I, it's, I think it's Iwata. Okay, President Iwata did when he formed the team for Smash Bros. Brawl. At present, we don't have someone who could simply take the reins. Smash Bros. is a massive, important title for Nintendo, so it's fair to assume there will be another at, at one, another one at some point. But it's going to take some work to figure out exactly how to make that happen. For my part, I'd like to keep working with Nintendo however I'm able. To the dead! <laughs> hey, that's, that's that what way. I got from that. Yeah. yeah, I wonder how they would even, like, what do you do for a new Smash Bros. at this point? Because the last one had literally everyone, and then some. There was, what, over 80 characters, I think, by the time it was all said and done after all the DLC? It's like, you either, yeah, yeah it is. You either have to go up from there, or do a complete reboot. Which, I think the reboot would probably be the best option at this point. Because if you're going to go up from 85, or whatever the hell it was, where do you go from there? That's true. 
like it's either you make an ultimate two or you you do the you you literally just it'll become like we'll say we'll say 2024 or 2025 it'll just say smash uh smash bros infinite <laughs> yeah like what, what new they put new in front of it new smash bro they already did that <laughs> oh no <laughs> they did that after brawl because it was smash bros for the 3ds and smash bros for the wii u i remember that i remember bro didn't they try to have like you can have like eight people battle at once or something like that yeah they bro, kept that, that. they kept that that's in ultimate you could still do that See, I'd finish, finish with 82 characters after all the DLC. 82? 82. Like, they have, they, like, I think what's going to help them the most is their collaborations. So, yeah. like, just, just seeing, like, characters like Banjo-Kazooie, Snake, uh, you know, the, the other characters Fucking that are kind of more... Joker, Sora, Kazuya. Uh, <laughs> Like, like, and, and and when those characters were announced, especially the uh, Joe uh, from Persona, right? Yeah. Hype. Hype. Yeah. That that drives it, man. Yeah. I, I, but, um, at that point, you have. I think you have to reboot if you make a new one, because I don't. It's hard to go up from eighty-two, because you you'd have to figure out a way to bring everyone back and then add new characters, again. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be interesting because all they have to do is make another fire trailer like they did with um I, I don't I don't think I've seen the one for Brawl, but the one for Smash Brothers Melee always gets me how it starts off oh, with, yeah. with the Yoshi getting big and then the, and the music so, yeah. The music is always key. It's always. Phenomenal. Great. I'm music. looking forward to that. <clears throat> when do you think we we would see a new Smash Brothers? It's gonna have to align with whatever the next gen Nintendo console is shortly after if not a launch title but it depends on how soon they launch the new console because <clears throat> it sounds like from that that he hasn't started working or even thinking about working on a new one at the moment mm -hmm. but i think it would be shortly after a new console for sure I would love to see the same thing happen again where they release a trailer and he was like, but I thought we, were, I thought it wasn't in development yet. <laughs> they might. That's a great segment because I have another uh, article here from The Verge talking about, ooh, we about to get some rumors. Nintendo's next-gen console could come as soon as 2024. Bruh. That's not far at all. Yeah, we're more than halfway through the year already. How the hell did that happen? It is August. <laughs> I don't know, man. You, you, we fucking blinked, and now it's about to be fall and time to make pumpkins and shit. For real. It's crazy. So it says here, according to sources, Nintendo's eyeing a Christmas 2024 release for a new console that can still load games from cartridges. Okay. All right. Well, so we're still. I mean, that, that it still makes sense to. Hold on. The hell is that? I don't know. <laughs> um, something like attacked my beard. I don't know what it was. <laughs> uh, let's see here. For the last six years, there have only been three things that you can count on: death. What the? F <laughs> death, taxes, and rumors of a Nintendo's console. Yes, I've. 
I don't, about know, the years. I don't know about the last six years. That's a year after the Switch came out. <laughs> Unless they just mean like a Switch Pro. I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think because for years we were thinking, oh, there's going to be a Switch Pro or there's going to be a Switch 2, and it, it was nothing. It was, it was the OLED model. <laughs> right, 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 with a, with a nicer screen and a slightly better battery. It says here, now a new rumor from VGC suggests Nintendo's eyeing a 2024 release for its next-gen console. According to sources who spoke to VGC, the new console could feature a cheaper LCD screen instead of a higher-end display like the OLED Switch and continue to include a cartridge slot for loading games. Nintendo exclusives also hope that the... Sorry. Nintendo executives also hope that the 2024 release window will ensure the console won't have inventory issues like the ones that plagued the launch of the Xbox Series S and X and PS5. Switch sales have been cooling lately, reflecting the console's age and stiffening competition with the more powerful Xbox, PlayStation, and Valve Steam Deck. Bloomberg reported that Nintendo was working on a 4K console in 2020, but the company denied those claims. Of course. Nintendo released the OLED Switch model in 2021 but outside of improvements to the screen there were no other hardware or software upgrades making it simply a shinier brighter switch okay according to vgc sources development kits for the new nintendo console are all ready with developers with nikki asia reporting that development on the new console has been progressing well but there's no word on whether the console will include 4K resolution or any upgrades to storage space or processing power. Okay. What do you what do you think about these rumors? Do you think this is just more eh or do you think we might actually see something? We have to see something eventually, right? I mean, <laughs> it's 7-year-old console. I was going to say, what and, if, so the average life of a console is like six years? Yeah, it's six, about six years? to seven. I think... About that time. Yeah. I think the longest one was either the two to the three, like the PS2, PS3 generation, or the PS3 to PS4 generation, but I'm not 100% on that. Because <clears throat> mm -hmm. I think, or hell, it, it, they seem to get slightly longer every time, because I think... PS4 launch in 2012, was it? And then the PS5 and Xbox Series consoles came out in 2020. So that one was eight years. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's getting close to that time. Uh, next holiday sounds like it would be a good time for it. Uh, okay, the PS4 came out in 2013. So, yeah, that was about seven years. <clears throat> And, I mean, even with with the last Direct, as good as it was, it was still missing, like, some heavy hitters. Like, we still... We never got a sequel or follow-up to Mario Odyssey 2. Or to Mario Odyssey. And that team has been working on something since then. And that was, that was a launch title, I believe, right? I think that was a launch title. So, yeah, that team's been working on something for, like, five years, maybe? Five, six years? So you have to think they have something, and whatever they're working on would launch with this new console that we that's rumored to come out next year, which would make sense. You've got Metroid Prime 4, which 
is stuck in development hell, but also could be a launch title if it gets done in time. Because, like, we got a lot... The, the last Direct was good, but it was a lot of ports or a lot of remakes. There wasn't a lot of, like... There was Mario Wonder and... There's no shot I still have this breakdown save, do I? <laughs> I sure do. Let me see. There it is. So, let's see. We got DLC for Pokemon. Sonic, which isn't there. Splatoon. Luigi's Mansion 2, which is uh, remaster. Uh... Mario Rabbids was DLC. Pikmin 4, but that's because it was like a week from coming out. More Mario Kart 8 DLC. So yeah, I think the two newest, like, only new games for there that weren't remasters were A New WarioWare and Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Or well, I guess the Peach game is technically new as well. But that's not... I, I wouldn't consider it a heavy hitter. Like, I would... A Super Mario Odyssey 2 or Metroid Prime 4 or hell even a new Mario Kart because Mario Kart 8 is I think 10 years old at this point <laughs> that came out on the Wii U they're still releasing tracks and stuff though right yeah I mean they're at least supporting it but yeah that that game that's a that's not even a new Mario Kart that one's a port in and of itself that came out on the Wii U <laughs> good point <laughs> Not even, not even the Switch's own Mario Kart. It's still, wow. I, I never thought about it like that. Yeah. That, that's how good Nintendo has it. I forgot that it was. See, you just don't, you don't think about the Wii U. You don't think about like um, certain, like when they made Donkey Kong's Tropical Freeze or. Um, yeah, we never have follow up for that either. That got ported to Switch, but they never made another one after that. I don't think that team has released anything either. So you gotta assume they're working on something as well. Yeah, we're we're gonna see something, guys. So if you're thinking about buying a Switch, I mean, if you don't already have a Switch like me, wait. We might be, we might, you might, you might be sorry you bought it now. Um, I'm curious about the power aspect because Nintendo's never really been one. They've never had the most powerful console. I don't think ever. Or at least while competing with PlayStation and Xbox, maybe while competing against Sega in the early days. Right, uh, but <clears throat> the Wii U was supposed to be their first take at HD graphics and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't know how. I couldn't tell you like where it was from a power yeah, but standpoint that was compared to up the against other consoles. the PS4 and PS5, wasn't it? Or the PS4 and Xbox One, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that would have been even well behind those. And see, it's like, Nintendo, I mean, after playing, like, indie games and playing, like, Battle Bit and, and other stuff that's just fun, mm -hmm. you know, games that make you, like, you know, because I'm a PC guy, but, like, even I can understand that fun overrides graphics. Yeah, 100%. So maybe Nintendo might keep it where it's, because I'm, I'm trying to think, like, you already made a model with the OLED screen. Yeah, I don't know why, why they would, would you, go backwards. Why would you go back? Yeah. Like, I like, I understand it would obviously be cost-efficient, but, like, taking a step backwards doesn't make a whole lot of sense for the screen, especially if you're going to keep it as a hybrid console. 
Like, why not just stick with an OLED? And the Switch had the NVIDIA Tegra 1 chip. Or, yeah, so it's 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 still yeah, running that I like. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> oh yeah, it's. I'll just say that it's running some older hardware from Nvidia. That's not even like a uh, a dedicated graphics card like what we have in like computers and stuff. So, I would love to see more power because Nintendo is very innovative when it comes to um being creative with their games and stuff. Like I remember when they were making the cardboard stuff. Even I don't know how popular that was, but they tried it. Oh yeah, the, the Nintendo yeah, Labo. You, yeah, <laughs> Labo. That's funny. I mean, so, hey, yeah, they, they try anything they can. It doesn't always hit, i.e., Labo or Wii U. But you know, they go out. Of the, they they're innovative. And I heard <laughs> that the main reason the Wii U didn't do so hot in in console sales was because people would buy the older Wii because they're like well what's the wii u is is that is that just an addition to the wii i mean yeah it was it was essentially a wii with a tablet because i don't think it was that <laughs> much more powerful than the original wii we've got a tablet at home <laughs> <laughs> right Man. like it was essentially a wii with a steam deck as a controller that bruh gabe was like there it is <laughs> And, and now I love that there's so much competition that Nintendo might be forced to crank out more power because even the I Steam Deck... I don't know deck, if they will. Go ahead. I don't know if they, they will. Don't, they, they truly, to be honest, they don't have to. Yeah. They really don't. They, <clears throat> could, they could keep things the same and just release a new con... But, but, but then they have to justify why you get a Switch 2, just like right. Overwatch. Like, all right, if you're getting rid of Overwatch 1 and, make, and forcing us to, to play 2, why should we keep playing? Right. You know what I'm saying? So as long as they give me a good reason, I'm sure it'll come out at five ninety nine. If it comes There's out, if it no way. <laughs> hey yo, I'm taking bets on this. No shot. The next switch is six hundred dollars. <laughs> How much did the original switch come out at? Like three hundred. Really? Oh yeah, then I'm way off. Yeah. I'm, okay. Then okay. <laughs> Then they, yeah, they, I mean, because the Switch still going to be... So the OLED model was a 50%, not 50%, $50 price increase, and it's $349. The original Switch is $299, and then you got the light that's $199. And I don't think they've lowered the price of the normal Switch. I could be wrong on that, but I don't think they have. Nintendo is notorious for not lowering prices on fucking anything. What's a Nintendo sale? Huh? Um, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My question really is, are we also going to be... Because game companies do not care about preserving games the way that gamers care, about being able to play their older games. So I'm, right. I'm wondering... Especially Nintendo. Just, They're notorious for it. Yeah, man. Like, and, and, But reading that article, when it talked about they're still making a console that were, you know that you could use the cartridge i'm thinking like all right tell me that i could still run smash brothers ultimate on the switch too like tell me tell me i can still run the old mario kart on there like that 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 is a great a great way to keep things going you know mm -hmm. like with microsoft they're trying 
Like, if you still have an Xbox One, I believe you can sign up for xCloud and at least play the Series X or S versions of the games on your Xbox One if you still have it and have it upgraded. You know what I'm saying? So at yeah. least there's some effort to try and try to keep you moving along. So, yeah, hopefully Nintendo can figure <clears throat> that out because they, they've got, like... I know some games use cloud power to some extent, something like that. Third-party ones, yeah. I don't know how well okay. those work. I haven't tried any of them. Uh, mm. But I'm going to give you my reason of why I don't think Nintendo has to increase in power. These are the top ten selling games on the Switch. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Animal Crossing, Smash Bros, Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, Pokemon Sword and Shield, Pokemon Scarlet Violet, Super Mario Party, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, a new Super Mario Bros. Wii, or Deluxe U. All first-party games. All games that they make. That do not require a lot of power. <laughs> Absolutely sick, because if you look, I'm sure if I look in the millions of how much they sold... I, I can tell I you. I, <laughs> man, I, I got nah, those I'm numbers. sick to my stomach, bro. It's gonna be like 40 million or something, man. It's it depend, depends on which one. <laughs> Two of them are above 40. Oh my god, just just go with those. What are they? Animal Crossing New Horizon, 42.7 million. What the fuck? And then Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, 55.4 okay. million. <laughs> I mean, I... I, I it, it, this is just me <laughs> as, a, as a person who doesn't own anything Nintendo just being flabbergasted at how much these consoles have sold because... When I'm, like, Remnant 2 just sold, like, a million or two copies, right? Yeah. And then there's Nintendo selling 20 million, 30 million, just yeah. uh, all Switch, too. Like, that's crazy mm -hmm. to me, man. Only, only three of those games are under 20 million in the top ten. And that doesn't count digital sales. Nintendo doesn't report digital sales. So all these numbers are probably higher. <laughs> Alright, man, I'm, I'm going to have to take a break from Nintendo <laughs> before I end up buying a Switch early. <laughs> so we got an article from Kotaku. And we're going to be talking about... Ooh, they're bringing back Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl. They sure are. I was as shocked as you are right now. <laughs> I thought it didn't do so well, but I guess I guess the love of Nickelodeon is, is coming back. I guess it, it did well you, enough. It says here, looks like Nintendo All-Stars Brawl 2 full character roster has leaked. Ooh. Okay. Nickelodeon. What we got? <laughs> you got Nintendo on the brain. <laughs> Man, I... <laughs> Nick. Nick. Okay, I'm going to work on it, man. I'm going to work on it. Good, yeah, good. Man. It says... A new image of what appears to be the entire character roster for the upcoming fighter Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl 2 has seemingly leaked online, giving players a huge look at who else will be fighting alongside Garfield and SpongeBob SquarePants. Not Garfield. Yeah, he was in the first one. <laughs> wow. I really hope they have the voices this time because that... They do. You, that is yes. one thing they confirmed with the trailer and everything. <clears throat> Announced on July 27th, All-Star Brawl 2 is the follow-up to the original Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl released back in 2021. That game built up a lot of hype before launch, but once, but once out, it garnered mixed reactions. 
many loved its tight Smash Bros-like gameplay, but it also got criticized for feeling low budget. Another problem players had with it was the fact that some popular Nickelodeon characters were missing. Oh, man. Yep. You gotta have... Ooh, I'm looking at the photo. Yeah. Yes. We got Avatar. We wow, Garfield is really about to be in here. <laughs> Reptar? No. Did you not play the first one? I. It, it's funny. I have it, but I haven't actually installed it and played it. It was a lot of fun. I did play it for... I, I played it for maybe about a month because it is, it is a Smash Bros. clone through and through, just without voice acting. And it didn't... I don't think it had the music either. So it just had like some generic mm. background stuff. <clears throat> but that is one thing that they said that they are fixing in this. And it was, I think, just like online or local for gameplay they didn't really have any extra game modes outside of that mm. it was very bare bones but it was fun the gameplay was really good i enjoyed it would you just real quick would you say it was better than what was that other game uh the, uh the, the smash clone that wb made oh the uh the one that just ended the uh fucking the ba- open yeah, beta <laughs> Um, yes. <clears throat> that's tough. I don't know because those they're very different. Well, they're which, okay. They're okay, Smash clones. Which but... one? Yeah, but which one would you prefer? Oh man, gameplay wise, <sighs> maybe the WB one. Even though I can't remember the name of it, but maybe that one. Mm. But. All-Star Brawl is not far off. <clears throat> I think what gives the WB one the edge is it is 2v2. So, like, I spent a lot of time on that one playing with friends and other people online. And this one, like, on occasion, when me and some friends would get together, we would play. <clears throat> but, like, uh, the WB one would be, like, me and my brother would have a set time for a couple of nights a week to get on and actually play and go online and just fuck people up or get fucked up depending on the day. <laughs> True. I remember when I first got on there and found out Superman was a menace. Bruh. Absolute freaking menace, bro. Just, just, just leave it alone, man. Yeah. They'll just keep spamming that fly move and yeah. hit you up. Yep. Man, that's some bullshit. Yep. Me and my brother played against a team of two of them and that's all they did the entire match. They just flew up up Flew us up to the corner and hit us off. We were like, nope, nope, absolutely not. <laughs> Fuck this. <clears throat> it says here on August 1st, an image of what appears to be the full splash art for All Stars Brawl 2 began spreading across Reddit, Twitter, and the Reset Era forum. And the origins of the image seem to be traced back to an Amazon listing that was quickly deleted, but not fast enough. Sometimes I think they do this shit on purpose, because who. <clears throat> Who just says, "All right, I'm gonna pub- I'm gonna upload it now," and then they get and then they get one call like, "Oh, my bad." Like, how does that happen? <laughs> my guess is they accidentally scheduled it for the wrong date. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> That's what I always yep. assume. Someone types the date in wrong. <laughs> True, I can see that. Now, for some <clears throat> of you who aren't able to see it, uh, if you scroll down, the name more, it's a- got the list, so you don't have yeah, to try gonna- it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna read some of them. <clears throat> We got Azula from Avatar, The Last Airbender. Gerald, or G- uh, Gerald from Hey Arnold. Plankton from SpongeBob SquarePants. 
Grandma Gertie from Hey Arnold. No. <laughs> yes. They got Ember from Danny Phantom. The the chick who was playing the guitar. What? Nor Norbert and Daggett from Angry Beavers. El Tigre from El Tigre and the Adventures of Manny, Manny Rivera. I missed that one. Hell yeah. Bruh. It says the supposed leak artwork which hasn't been confirmed by the devs yet, also includes five characters we saw in the game's first trailer and screenshots. Donatello from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Raphael as well, Jimmy Neutron from Jimmy Neutron, Squidward from SpongeBob, and Vlad Platimus. Plasmius. I'm Vlad Plasmius <laughs> from Danny Phantom. <clears throat> And then we've got some more names here. We got Aang from Avatar, uh, April O'Neil from TMNT, Danny Phantom from Danny Phantom, Garfield from Garfield, Jenny from My Life as a Teenage Robot. I remember that show. That's a great show. Cora from the Legend, yeah. Cora from the Legend of Cora, Lucy Loud from the Loud House, Nigel Thornberry. Okay, it's a day one by. <laughs> Nigel Thornberry from the Wild Thornberries. Patrick from SpongeBob SquarePants, Ren and Stimpy from the Ren and Stimpy show. Okay, we got some raunchy in there too. Okay. <laughs> Bro, they'll never make that show again. No. <laughs> Reptar from Rugrats. Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life. I think we already said SpongeBob. Uh, and Zim from Invader Zim. Yeah, the, that last chunk are all returning characters. <clears throat> but yes. Uh, so yeah, this. Uh, this lineup looks really good. I like everyone they've added. So, it. I'm looking forward to it. This is supposed to come out this year. I don't know if I believe them. And if so, fucking when? Because these last four months are ridiculously stacked. I think you wait. If you put it out this year, unless it's in, like, December, you're going to send it out to die. Well... <laughs> Hold on. What is that? I need to figure out what the what the Smash clone of WB was. Let me see if I can look that up real quick. Uh, because they were also trying to re-release their multiverses. Multi. Yes. Yes. Multiverses. I remember that. Yeah. I I can't remember when they said they were trying to bring uh, bring multiverses back, but I could have sworn it was around going to be around holiday or something like that. I think it's next year though, isn't it? In 2024? I thought so. That would be much better for them because you're, you're right. Cause yeah, returning in early 2024. Just to give you guys a quick rundown, I mean, AAAs alone, we've got Armored Core, Starfield, Cyberpunk's got an expansion, and the list goes on. Spider-Man 2, we, Mortal so, Kombat 1. I... <laughs> I, I Bruh, and speaking of Mortal Kombat, another great segue. I'm, I'm trying to contain the hype because when I seen the in trailer, when Dude. I seen it, I was like, how? I mean, it, it's like it's like you forget that WB has all these people, mm -hmm. has all these IPs, and could just poop. You know what I'm saying? Could just drop them on there. Uh, what did just real quick? What was NetherRealm called before? Midway. Uh, I don't think they were ever called anything before. I think they 
that Midway just published them, but I could be wrong. Oh, okay. Well, Ed Boon is bringing the boom. We've got an article from Pocket Tactics, and we're talking about the Mortal Kombat Combat Pack 1. The Mortal Kombat Pack 1 pack features plenty of extra content, including new fighters and in-game currency for you to use in the fresh MK1 fighting game. Like those before, the Mortal Kombat 1 Combat Pack promises to give you additional content, including new fighters to use and in-game currency you can spend on skins and upgrades for your characters. With that in mind, you likely want to know all the possible pos you want to try to figure out where you reading. are. Hold on. <laughs> With that in mind, you likely want to know all you possibly can about the Mortal Kombat 1 Combat Pack from how to get what exactly is inside. Let's see, let's see. Okay, well, before we get to that, you should learn more about the Mortal Kombat 1 characters and Mortal Kombat 1 cameo fighters. Among them are fan-favorite combatants such as Mortal Kombat Scorpion, Mortal Kombat's Melina, Sub-Zero, and of course, they got Fatality. This article is written up real see. weird. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm trying to get. To Here just, we go. Yeah, <laughs> so just scroll down I'm, to pass I'm, where the trailer I'm is. Save, I'm, <laughs> I'm, yeah, because I'm just going to get to the most important part: the characters that we seen. It says, "What is in the Mortal Kombat One pack? Specifically, in the Mortal Kombat One pack, you get characters: Peacemaker, Homelander, Omni Man, Ermac, <laughs> Quan Chi." And Takeda Takashi, I believe he was in Mortal Kombat X. Yes. I wasn't sure if he was in 11. He was in X. He was not in 11. This is supposedly a different one, though. But I think everyone in this one is different since it's technically a reboot, but yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, and then with skins, we got the Johnny Cage, John Claude, Va John Claude Van Damme skin. Fire. <laughs> the, fact that they, the fact that they actually did that. And then for cameo fighters, we got Chameleon, Movado, Vera, Trimmer, Johnny Cage. Now, just to talk about these characters real quick. Oh my God! <laughs> I'm I'm so glad Peacemaker is John Cena. <laughs> that is the one thing I was hoping for when the rumors were circulating about who was going to be in combat combat pack one i was like if peacemaker isn't john cena then i don't fucking want it also they have jk simmons voicing hulk or not homelander omni-man yes. <laughs> so they did get so, him for the game and it just makes me wonder like what his dialogue is going to be what his possible fatality is going to be because um i don't know if you've seen luke kang's uh trailer Probably. But his his fatality is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like absolute like I, I knew that Mortal Kombat was going to turn it up, but it just it's just how they do it, it's just so awesome. I remember when I seen the trailer and it went to twelve and then it went to one, I was like, Wait, go back. This really is a a, a reboot that I wanna see. All the gameplay I've been seeing from all the people who got early access to it looks great. Looks so good. I'm just, I, to be honest, man, I might be getting a little old because I may not be able to keep up with them, man. <laughs> all them combos and 
and then just seeing how they how they uh like johnny cage for example he no longer throws that green stuff anymore he now has like more of this uh this like speed ability where he can now like get around people during certain combos and stuff so gotcha. i'm yeah i'm very excited to see how all these new characters are reborn and what the twists are going to be this time around yeah for what, sure uh, what character do you want the most, man, in the Mortal Kombat pack? Oh, from the Kombat pack, it's Peacemaker. I'm using Peacemaker. Really? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Probably mainly because, A, as a wrestling fan, it's John Cena in a fighting game, and that's just fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> and if I can... <laughs> and if I, I, just... I can make John Cena do a fatality to someone, that that's all I want. <laughs> think they're going to do anything with the fact that he was also like with his wrestling stuff do you think we'll get a you can't see me <laughs> no no because wwe at this point is too family friendly so the fact that they even got to use his likeness kind of shocks me but Man. yeah i don't think if i've got if we do see the hand thing one time just... i've got to see something <laughs> please that's awesome all right, and then we were talking about Apex. It looks like we are uh, got an article from IGN. Apex Legends Season 18. Revenant rework abilities and weapon changes explained. So before I talk about this article, um, do you happen to know like why he would need change? Was the game busted for a while or something like that? No, he's not broken, but I guess a lot of pros were... His pick rate is very low. I was looking at it yesterday. I think he said like... 2.1 or 2.4 percent so he's in that lower half for sure of legends that are picked and i think he's now because they reworked the entire class system a few seasons ago and he's classified as an assault character but his abilities are they're for lack of a better term more passive for an assault character like his main ability shoots like this ball that disables uh, opponents' abilities, so they can't use theirs. So he's kind of more defensive, but still classified as an assault. Um, Rev's one of my favorites. I've always liked him, so I haven't had a lot of issues. I've never had issues with how he plays, but I also don't play it professionally. <laughs> and there were rumors about him being reworked uh, right before Season 17, <clears throat> so I was curious as if they were to happen uh if they were going to happen for season 17 but yeah uh this trailer or the trailer that uh went up yesterday i believe showed his new abilities and it definitely makes him way more aggressive as an assault character personally mm. i'm personally excited i can't wait let's see here it says after a month after this month's in-game teases of Revenant getting a major change up. The time is finally here. Apex Legends Season 18 Resurrection sees a huge rework of Revenant, completely changing the way his legendary kit works. Not only are his abilities completely altered, but there are major weapon changes on the way and new gameplay updates. The new Season Resurrection launches August 8th. Uh, at the time of this recording, it is the 4th, so you guys got. It'll be Tuesday. When the new nice. season starts. Nice. So here's everything you need to know to prepare. Revenant Reborn. Revenant has been reworked with a new set of abilities, 
Here's how Rivenant's kit works now. Assassin's Instinct, passive. Revenant wall climbs and Crouch walks faster and now highlights low health enemies and hit enemies will be shown for everyone on the team. That's nice. There's no max amount of players that can be highlighted at once, but it does just highlight players who are nearby and damaged. I wonder what the range on that is going to be. True. <clears throat> Shadow Pounce. Tactical. Remnant can leap forward or hold the charge to leap further. Think of how Shadow... Think of how Shadow's melee lunge in Shadow Royale. Not... <laughs> That's a limited time game mode they did around, like, Halloween time. Oh, okay. <laughs> Forged Shadows, ultimate. Revenant creates shadows around him like a shield to block damage. He can recharge his shadow shield and his tactical ability when he gets knocked down. For players who don't have Revenant unlocked, he will be free all season long. Free to use. Okay. But if you want to unlock him permanently, Revenant can be obtained by completing some challenges. Oh, well, that's some bullshit. <laughs> you know how it goes, man. Challenges. I, I worked hard to unlock that. I, so... There's two different ways to unlock Legends in Apex. Either Apex Coins, which is how you buy them, or Legends Tokens, which you learn or earn by leveling up. <clears throat> and you get like 600 every time you level up, but you don't start getting 600 every time you level up until you reach a certain level, and I don't remember what that level was. <clears throat> but, <clears throat> yeah. And it's 12,000 <laughs> to unlock a Legend. So I think that you gotta level up, if my math is right, what, 20 times? <clears throat> but, I mean, I already have him unlocked, thankfully, but... Yeah, I like this rework. Uh, the passive, the wall change and crouch walk was already there, so that's not changed at all. Um, him highlighting low health enemies is very interesting, because that's usually like a recon character passive kind of like a not really an assault thing yeah like it's a bloodhound or a seer or even a crypto type of uh, ability although theirs are their tactical like uh crypto has a drone where you can highlight people bloodhounds goes and like a cone i forget the uh area of effect <clears throat> that it actually does because they've changed it so much <laughs> because <laughs> it used to be all around you now it's just in front of you and then Sears is just like a tunnel for straight ahead but yeah seeing a, <clears throat> an assault character that can highlight enemies I think the only other one that comes to mind that can do it is Ash but to do it you have to find like someone else's death box and even then it'll highlight the people that killed them but it's only for a couple seconds <clears throat> but uh, I like the Shadow Pounce, especially for an Assault character. It helps with movement and closing the distance between you and your opponent, so that'll be nice. The Forge Shadows, the ult seems like... Seems very similar to what his current ult is, except it's just for him instead of the entire team. Because, like, right now his ultimate is, like, you set up this totem, everyone goes up to the totem, and they get, like, these Shadow Shields that you have now so that if you die you respawn back at that totem 
but this sounds like it's strictly for him and instead of okay. I guess it just adds to your shields instead of giving you like essentially a second life and I don't think that the shields recharged with how his ult is now so the ability or <clears throat> yeah having the ability to have them recharge the shadow shield with knockdowns and stuff would be nice. Yeah, I really like this rework for Rev. And then it looks like you're also getting some weapon changes. Yeah, we don't. Some rank changes and gameplay changes. Let's see, I'm gonna see if I can go over this real quick. It says, as with every season update, there have been a few weapon changes made to try and balance gameplay. All SMGs are getting a slight nerf with lowered headshot multipliers and less mag capacity okay well, damn. the charge rifle has been reworked as well it will no longer be a hit scan and will be instead a projectile based weapon that will also have bullet drop thank fucking god why did it take them 18 seasons to do this <laughs> it is a sniper that is just a laser that you can just hold on to someone, and as long as if, if they're not moving, because yeah, like I said, it's just a charge beam, so it th there's no break in between. If you get hit with that, you have to go, because <laughs> you have no time. Thank okay. God. Thank God. <laughs> Says your care package weapons have been switched around for season eighteen. The Prowler is going to be a drop weapon with the select fire hop-up attached, allowing it to swap between burst and automatic fire. Thank God. The I like... The Hemlock is... Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> oh, you good. The Hemlock is back on the ground, is back on ground loot, and is getting a damage and recoil buff from its pre-care package stats. Interesting. The hop... They usually don't buff weapons when they... Put them from the care package to ground loot because usually the point of the care package weapons is for them to be kind of op because they drop care packages drop as the game goes on and early care packages usually don't have <clears throat> uh these weapons it's usually like late game weapons so like the prowler right now is ground loot and it doesn't have a select fire as an option that you can get so it's strictly just a burst but with it going into the care package and it getting the select fire now, you can make it full auto, which I personally prefer because it's a lot better that way. <clears throat> but yeah, the hemlock getting a buff and coming back to the ground is interesting. It says the hop up attachment disruptor rounds are back. They can be found as ground loot and can be attached to the alternator and peacekeeper. Disruptor rounds do extra damage against shields. The Rampage and R99 will be released from the crafting stations and will be ground loot, while the Mozambique with hammer points and the Nemesis will now be in the crafting rotation. Thank God, I don't ever have to find another Mozambique again, at least for this season. Mmm, <laughs> the meta! No, that Mozambique is the worst gun in the game. <laughs> So, oh, really? yeah, me and my friend, when we play, if, like, early game, if we're ever looking for a gun, and one of us sees it, we'll ping it for the other one. We'll be like, here, you can use this. <laughs> Just to troll. Mm. Just be 
like, is there anything else? No. <laughs> nope, sure isn't. <laughs> or it'll be yeah, the fucking like got... G7. Alright, let's go over some rank changes. Last season's rank changes were a massive overhaul in the implementation of hidden player MMRs. Meant the new system needed time to calibrate. Respawn has made some changes to the ranked for season 18 by increasing ring damage for from the first circle and raising the speed between circle closures. This does mean slightly shorter games, but more time actively playing and not rat not ratting or waiting it out between circle closures. Eliminations in ranked matches have been buffed, so the bonuses you bonuses give you more points and a minimum elimination bonus has been added for all ranks that works off the player's MMR. You can always be getting points off of your eliminations. You can always be getting points off of your eliminations, mm -hmm. which is going to be a big element <coughs> in grinding through each rank. Players in diamond rank and above will have increased LP losses and decreased rating bonuses and loss mitigations. Player gains of LP will have been adjusted down across the board, but each elimination will help your bonus. In terms of new ranked rewards, there will not be any more dive trails. Instead, dive trails will be replaced by new banner frames. Oh, that's cool. I think banner frames are better than dive trails anyway. Uh, these are all really good. So yeah, like this says, they did, they reworked ranked last season and it is uh not good <laughs> for lack of better term <clears throat> um ranked for season 17 was strictly based off of placement i don't play ranked so this didn't bother me too much but i've got a couple friends who strictly play ranked and they were not happy so you could finish second with no eliminations and you would get more points for just finishing second place doing nothing than you would if you like finished say top 10 with 15 or 10 eliminations so you could just grind through ranks by uh hiding in one spot and just avoiding everyone and you could get to like the top 500 without even really doing anything it doesn't mention in here that it that they have uh changed that or lowered that so that does i do wonder if they have lowered that but to see that they are going to actually reward you for playing the game and getting eliminations, that's definitely a plus. <laughs> yeah, and then we're going to touch on some <laughs> gameplay additions. Mixtape game modes will be getting a new map, setting from the different locations in Broken Moon. Gun Run and Team Deathmatch will be on the core, and Control will be in, will be in Production Yard. All these different places that stuff. I'm yeah. I don't play Apex, so I'm just like, what is the what is the ground floor? What is what is the what is all this? Um, it says here there will also be a special Death Dynasty collection event that will have special double XP dates from August 8th through 15th for Battle Royale and August 15th through 22nd for mixtape. This collection event will have 24 cosmetics that when all are co collected, we'll unlock Revenant's new Death Grip heirloom. It's new? Okay, so that's, I didn't know they changed it. Hmm. Something to get in there and grind for. Yeah, that's something to get in there and pay for. That's not something you can get in and grind for. I wish it was. God, yeah. I wish it was. But yeah, no. 
to earn <clears throat> you I think usually for the uh, events you can only earn about two to three event packs through challenges and then the rest you just buy and event packs cost probably double of a normal pack it's ridiculous <laughs> but yeah heirlooms you can only get with heirloom shards which I've played uh, Apex since launch and I have one heirloom a single one <laughs> you're guaranteed one. one you're guaranteed heirlooms once in every 500 packs so somewhere within 500 packs you'll get heirloom shards and then I would assume your odds reset after that so yeah, I've got Heirloom Shards once. I have Bloodhound's Heirloom, because he has been one of my mains. Well, he was my original main, and then I've moved with using him and Revenant. Uh, so <clears throat> he would probably be the next one I got anyway. I didn't notice, because they showed his Heirloom in the trailer. I didn't notice that they changed it, because he had one before. I wonder if they just, like, reskinned it or something. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Super excited for double XP, especially since I'm playing more. Uh, adding new maps to mixtape is always good. Mixtape is essentially <clears throat> um, a rotation. Yeah, pretty much. It's a rotation of game modes like Gun Run, which is gun game in Call of Duty. Uh, team Deathmatch. Um, Control, which is basically uh, Domination. And so those rotate every... I think they change every hour or two. I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, they replaced Arenas with this. I wish they would have just thrown Arenas into Mixtape, because I really liked Arenas personally. I know it wasn't real big with everyone else. But... I thought people were loving the Arenas update. The uh, fact that, like, you had something a little... Was it three on three? Yeah. It was just 3v3, and it would take a section of the map, and you each start, and, like, on opposite sides, and you would buy your weapons for that round. But yeah. Everyone loved it at first, obviously, as with everything and everyone does. It gets kind of, it got kind of dry after so long. People just kind of wanted updates, and for some reason, instead of updating it or throwing mixtape in to keep everyone happy, they just scrapped arenas and then added mixtape. I don't know why they couldn't have both, but hey, I'm not a developer. Maybe, maybe for some reason that would have broke the game. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that's the theory but <clears throat> respawn still kicking strong that's awesome 18 seasons is a, is definitely an achievement to keep going because i remember when they first released it they they said something about they weren't really expecting it to pick up like it did or something like yeah that. i think they just shadow dropped it like it just came out out of nowhere with no press or run-up to it because <clears throat> it was originally supposed to be Titanfall 3 and then turned into Apex man I'm still holding out hope I'm holding out hope they, they got it because yeah if, I if you did not know Apex is in the Titanfall universe <laughs> yes yes just no mechs in in Apex Legends itself correct but based on how they move how they come into the maps these seem like they would make pilots for the mechs themselves, but instead of that, they just said, hey, well, why don't we just make it more of like a, I don't know if you would call it a hero shooter, but everybody having their it own It definitely is, yeah. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, for sure. It, it, it's a hero shooter slash battle royale. Or a hero battle royale, however you want to call it. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not going to lie, with, with what's happening with Overwatch right now, they could definitely take it from them. They could definitely take that crowd from them. Yes and no, because Overwatch is more... It's definitely more team-focused, yeah, and more like yeah. just one yeah. team against one team, as opposed to... Movement isn't so fast. And... Oh, yeah, no, not at all. No. <laughs> I, I think that's why I like I Apex remember... so much. I loved fast-paced shooters. That's why... I, Black Ops is my favorite Call of Duty series because that is the fastest one out of every series they do. Like, the fastest paced. Oh, speaking of which, are, just real quick, are you picking up any of the older consoles to play the old Call of Duty? Nope. Damn! <laughs> I've seen people playing the older ones on consoles like, shit, man. Yeah, I think that it's like just on Xbox. Just Xbox? Yeah, I think so. Damn. Well, that, that's that Activision uh, acquisition. Which did finally go through. I don't think it had officially gone through the last time we did an episode. I think it had gone through, but they had a chance to appeal. They tried to appeal, and the court said no. So now they just have to deal with the uh, the UK. So, And then the purchase will go through. I, they extended the date, because I know the date for the, finaliz uh, the finalization of the purchase was supposed to be sometime in July. And I think they extended it to sometime in October just to give them time to work out everything with the UK government. So, once okay. they get past that, <clears throat> they'll be good to go. Hell yeah. I got an article, another article from IGN, and this time we're talking about Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 2 remake, now the best-selling Resident Evil game ever. Man, we've talked about Capcom in the past, and they've been having a great a great spree of like success with their remakes of um, Resident Evil. Evil and 4 came out this year right the 4 yeah. remake came out this which year. is wild to think about <laughs> that's wild. how stacked this year is like I, I forgot that came out this year I think that was January it was January or Man. February backlog yeah I know I still gotta finish 2 and 3 <laughs> Yeah, count me out. You, you're on your own, man. <laughs> I think um, the last scary game I played, I think, was House of the Dead, and I, I couldn't do it. The game you play at Dave and Buster's? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the game you were with, people were with you. I don't care what's scary. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, just, I can't do it, man. So shout out to all you Resident Evil folks hold, holding on strong. It says here, Capcom's Resident Evil 2 remake has sold more copies than any other title in the horror franchise's 27, oh my god, 27 year history after passing 12.6 million cum, cum, cumulative, commun, okay, cumulative, <laughs> cumulative, <laughs> cumulative, close enough, lifetime, yeah, you, <laughs> lifetime Stop. sales across console and PC. Earlier this week, top cap. Damn it! Alright, I'm sorry. Earlier this week, Capcom updated its sales record for the 114th Platinum titles. The company has created throughout the years that have sold 
through 1 million units. The new list, which takes into account games sold until the June 30th cutoff. Oh, June 30th is really a big cutoff for everybody. <coughs> feel that Capcom's Resident Evil 2's remake has now sold over 12.6 million units since January 2019 launch. That's a lot. So the June 30th cutoff, I think, is the order, or the order, the end of the Q2 physical. for the okay. fiscal year. Or maybe it's Q1, because Q1 starts in March. Hey, shut up. Yeah. That's crazy. It, it says here, it also made the Resident Evil 2 remake the third best-selling game in the history of the company, with only 2021's Monster Hunter Rise, 13.2 million units, and 2018's Monster Hunter World, 19 million units, surpassing its record. Damn, I didn't know Monster Hunter did numbers like that. Yeah, it, it's crazy how many people love <laughs> playing Monster Hunter, like... My friend tried to get me in the world on the PS4, and I it just wasn't for me, but he did get me in a Monster Hunter Rise when it finally came to PC, and I've been having fun with that when it, when it first came out. I tried. It's too much. <laughs> That's too much for me. Yeah. It's it's not like a typical setup where you do the story. Like you, you have to, it, first of all, why do you have to talk to so many people to get <laughs> things going? Yeah. That shit is crazy. <laughs> But the actual gameplay itself, once you understand how the weapons work, it is fun. And for at least I, one thing I can say about Monster Hunter Rise is they made it less complicated than Monster Hunter World. That's good. You gonna get a? You gonna play Monster Hunter Go? Essentially, the Pokemon Go esque Monster Hunter they're doing for mobile. No. No. Nope. Mm. I and see the funny thing is I I get what they're doing because they're thinking you love these games so much. What if you just could play them on your phone while you're not on your console. Yeah. I, it's smart. Like, Call I'll, of Duty's I'll definitely try. <laughs> right, right. And let me know how it is because could you imagine this steals a lot of thunder from Pokemon? Because Pokemon Go, I think... I don't think I anything think my... can steal thunder from Pokemon. I don't know if well, it's possible. <laughs> well, I, I'm just talking... <laughs> yes, yes, no. Pokemon <laughs> is always going to be high selling no matter what, but... I think the hype of Pokemon Go has kind of subsided from when it first like came oh, out. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they have an opportunity to get people back into this type of game where now instead of Pokemon, now you're getting a, I don't know any of the fucking monsters names. You're getting you're getting a damn Clifferus or some shit. I don't know. See the po <laughs> the point of Monster Hunter is literally to har is to kill these animals, harvest their stuff, and to in the make armors for yourself so right i want to know how much of this is going to be gotcha and how much of this is going to be fun monster hunter fun for a mobile experience it'll be interesting to and, see how it works out <clears throat> and another great segue for mobile games mobile ips because the last story i have is for assassin's creed code name j we actually uh got a trailer here and i watched some of it and before I start with this article, let me just say that, wow. It's really getting to a point where mobile games are going to be fun. And I think, at least from what I got from the trailer, is there's, is there's, because you remember playing like the older mobile games where it, it had like 
three buttons on the side for like yeah. punch, kick, jump, or something. Like it, it's like you had a virtual controller to play the game yep. almost, but it was always like a side-scrolling kind of thing. It, there was not much really going on. Yeah. But but now that Apple's smartphones are getting more powerful, Android smartphones are have different tiers and levels. You know, now games can have better 3D graphics and stuff. Now we're getting a we're getting something closer to a console experience. It says here, Assassin's Creed Codename Jade gameplay has appeared online nearly a year after the mobile game's official announcement. Let's see. The gameplay shown looked good for a mobile game, and the... Hold on. What are you doing? <laughs> I love cats, man. They, they just love being lost. The gameplay shown looked good for a mobile game, and the user interface revealed that Codename Jade will have touch control. Though there is no jurisdiction as to whether or not it will support external controllers like DualSense or the Backbone one. I really hope it does. I do too because the problem with touchscreen controls is there's always going to be some type of delay or misinput because most of us have screen protectors on our phone, mm -hmm. right? So oftentimes when you have to do a lot of, you know, a lot of this you could end up smudging the screen and it could be a missed input. So hopefully they, they allow controller support. Yeah. It says here, set in ancient China, Codename Jade is the first open world Assassin's Creed game made exclusively for mobile phones. Oh, the phone. <laughs> open world Assassin's Creed game made exclusively for mobile devices. Yeah. So you mean to tell me that we're going to be doing parkour on our phone? Yeah. Like, did you like, did you watch the gameplay? I watched the game. I didn't think it was open world. I thought yeah. this was like a linear experience. No, like this is go through levels this is in a this is a full fledged probably I would assume shorter Assassin's Creed game. How big is this game going to be? It's I would imagine it can't be. About. There's no way it's as big as Mirage because they're saying Mirage is about twenty hours. There's no way it's that big. Oh no! I, sorry, I meant so I like, would assume... uh, as in file size. Oh, <sighs> yeah. Like what other? Uh, what, I don't. Genshin? I don't even know what to compare it to. Was Genshin Impact a open world game? Yes, Genshin Impact is an open world game. I have no idea what that is, uh, file size wise, on a mm. phone. I would assume it's different from a console. Or PC? Man, that's at least got to be 10, 15 gigs. I don't know. Let's see. Because I'll, I'll keep reading, but it doesn't. I, I didn't see anything about size. Yeah, they don't have it yet. They don't. It doesn't even have a release date. Holy shit! And see, the funny thing about Ubisoft is they're literally tripling and doubling down on this Assassin's Creed universe strategy. Yeah. Like what? Like I, I see here. It says. Um, Assassin's Creed Codename Jade is one of many projects Ubisoft currently has coming down the pipeline for the series. As the publisher has announced that it is pumping more resources into the franchise. In addition to Codename Jade, the next main entry for the franchise, Assassin's Creed Mirage releases October 12th. Another, well, I, I guess you could consider, okay. I would still look at Assassin's Creed Mirage as a AAA. Yeah, it most definitely I, is. I could, it's Ubisoft. Yeah. Ubisoft is AAA for sure. Yeah, <clears throat> so it's like... It's just not a 100-hour Assassin's Creed like the last few have been. Bruh, we don't need all that grind, <clears throat> man. We just need to get through the story. <laughs> I mean, it's fine to make those on occasion, but you don't need to only make those. Yes. 
only no. That's not a, that's not good. But coming October twelfth, what? Yeah. Um, I don't. I... Wait, when does Spider Man come out? The twentieth, I think. It's like eight days before, or or Spider Man no. comes out like eight days after. Yeah, September, no. September and October are like ridiculously stacked. They have no. I guess they. I don't know what's gonna happen, man. But they might have sent it. I think it'll be fine, because if it's it's before, because it's before, and because it's a smaller one. So like, if it's twenty hours and you really want to, you could beat Mirage before Spider Man comes out. Good man, good man. Um, this one was also not coming in at seventy bucks. This was coming on at sixty bucks. I think it's fifty. Really? I think. Okay. Let me double check that. Also, uh, Genshin Impact is 20 gigs on phones. Okay, yep, no. Nope. <laughs> 25.30, yep. That, that, wow. Can you, ins- I hope you can install that on an SD card, because some, hey, you, you might have to upgrade your phone and get uh, bigger storage, because that's ridiculous. So the standard edition for Assassin's Creed Barrage is $50. It's $49.99. That's great. That's great. Like they, they're making it. They're making an Assassin's Creed game that's kind. That I'll, I'll until I see more, I'll say kind of back to roots because you, you never know once you're actually playing it. That's that's how um, they've marketed it. It is marketed. It is is a back to the roots kind of like original trilogy style type of Assassin's Creed, which is why I'm super hyped for it. Like this is one that is on my list that I'm like I really want to play and, this. And, and I and yeah and it, and it's. I think we're back in Jerusalem, or may, or maybe we're somewhere Baghdad. else. But it's it's in a it's in Baghdad. It's, I, Baghdad. Okay, so it, it's at least the buildings that I've seen they look similar to like the first Assassin's Creed. I remember when I went to the you went to that first city and you meet the one guy who lost his arm or yeah. some shit. Yeah, I, man. Good times, man. It says here other projects include the first Assassin's Creed made for VR headsets called Nexus VR. Great name. And an upcoming Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> the Animus VR. <laughs> uh, oh, they're, yeah, they're making an upcoming one set in feudal Japan. Yeah, that's the next which... one that's going to be like 100 hours. That's going to be Ubisoft. the next big open RPG one. Ubisoft, if I could ever just reach to you and just say something to you, listen. I enjoyed my time with Ghost of Tsushima, but I understand that this could also be a good rivalry and great competition so please do your best do your best i'm i'm looking forward to this one whenever you guys announce it because there's there's something about that setting especially especially feudal oh my god there's something about that setting that always just gets me excited just Mm -hmm. just man i cannot wait for these assassin's creed games to hit like because because like besides splinter cell what other stealth games do we really have that aren't that's a good question like like good stealth games not halves like you know not some stealth mechanics that are kind of like you know there was a game i played that told me to use stealth but it did it almost didn't matter if you crouched or walked (laughs) like you just walk quiet you know what i'm saying like it doesn't matter right but assassin's creed you better believe i was if you got caught, you had to get away. You had to blend. You had to like, you had to sit on the bench. You had to. Yeah. There were, you know what I'm saying? Like it really was like, 
you kill this guy who owns the city, you gotta get away. Okay, mm -hmm. boom, disappear into the shadow. I love that shit. I need that back. And, uh, yeah, that's all the articles I got, brother. Alrighty, let's go through... Got the upcoming game? Oh, we got tons of upcoming games. We got free games, too. <laughs> so, alright. Uh, PlayStation Plus, pr uh, not premium, sorry, essential free games for August, uh, dropped this past Tuesday. Uh, you're getting PGA Tour 2K23, uh, Death's Door, which is really good. I played a little bit of that when it originally dropped on Game Pass, so seeing it on PlayStation now, I have re-downloaded it. Jump back into it for a little bit. <clears throat> uh, st uh, still enjoying it. I'll get back to it maybe at some point. There's so much to play right now that I don't know. And then uh, you're also getting Dreams, which I'm very confused about because a week or two ago they announced that they're going to stop supporting Dreams. So why they did that and then put it on PS Plus, I don't know. They probably should have oh, done that minute, afterwards. Wait a minute. That was the that was the game where people made games in a game, right? Yeah, it's media. Yeah, it's media molecule, same people that did Little Big Planet. <clears throat> so I played Dreams when it first came out. I really enjoyed it. It's it is it yeah, it's exactly what you said. People make games in there. I haven't gone back to it since launch because that's just not I don't know, not my type of thing. I did play through the story of it and enjoyed it enough, but I never went back and saw what, like, people had made. Uh, but Media Molecule made a new game in Dreams, so I might re-download it to see what they made, because I've always enjoyed Media Molecule's, Molecule's games. But, so yeah, you got those three for Essential. And then if you missed what came out in June on uh, Extra and premium uh just a reminder you got far cry 6 teenage mutant ninja turtle shredder's revenge rogue legacy 2 inscription solstice tacoma deus ex mankind divided killing floor 2 lonely mountain downhill vampire the masquerade 100 days winemaking simulator a hat in time cartro frar frar forager good lord i can't Dodgeball Academia, The Wild at Heart, Red Out 2, Thief, MX vs. ATB Legends, Paw Patrol Mighty Pups, Save Adventure Bay, My Friend Peppa Pig, DC Legends of Super Pets, The Adventures of Crypto and Ace, Talos Principle Deluxe Edition, Elix 2, Conan Exiles, and then the classics you got were Killzone Liberation, Worms, Herrick's Adventures, and Coded Soul. Uh, oh, Coded Soul is only in Japan. And Asia regions, though. <clears throat> oh. So that was... Oh, wait, that's June. That was supposed to be July. Right? Yeah. Did I misread? Oh, I pulled the wrong one, apparently. My bad. <clears throat> Let me see if I can find the ones from July. I was like, wait a minute, these have been out for a while, haven't they? Here's the ones for July, because I haven't anou announced August yet. Uh, but you got It Takes Two, Sniper Elite 5, SnowRunner, World War Z, The Ascent, Undertale, SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom, Rehydrated, Melty Blood, Dismantle, Circus Electric, Dynasty Warriors 9, Samurai Warriors 5, My Little Pony, Fast and Furious, Spy Racers, Revenge of Shifter, Monster Jam, Steel Titans, and then the classics are Gravity Crash, Portal, Twisted Metal, and Twisted Metal 2. So those were the last ones that were added. Not that entire thing I read before. 
my fault, pulled the wrong article. <clears throat> and then your first wave of games coming to Game Pass for August are Celeste, which is available now on cloud, console, and PC. A Short Hike, available now on cloud, console, and PC. Broforce Forever Cloud Console and PC August 8th, Limbo Cloud Console and PC August 9th, Airborne Kingdom Cloud Console and PC August 10th, Everspace Cloud and Xbox Series Consoles on August 15th, and then FIFA 23 is able to be played on the cloud via EA Play which is included in Game Pass. Then, upcoming games, where are we at? August. Da -da -da. So you got, <clears throat> from yesterday, you have Adore, which came to PS5, PS4, all the Xbox consoles, Switch and PC, Baldur's Gate 3, uh, PC, August 3rd, that comes out later on PS5. Oh, we just froze. That's okay. <laughs> uh... PC August 3rd, Defense Derby, iOS, Android August 3rd, Hammer of Virtue, PC comes out August 7th, Gord, Xbox Series consoles, PS5 and PC August 8th, WrestleQuest on everything August 8th, 30XX, Switch and PC August 9th, Atlas Fallen, PS5, Xbox Series consoles and PC August 10th, Sengoku Dynasty, PC August 10th, Stray is coming to Xbox on August 10th, Stray Gods coming to PC August 10th, Moving Out to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series consoles, Xbox One, Switch, and PC August 15th, Wayfinder, uh, it just says PlayStation, so I would assume 4 and 5, and PC Early Access August 15th, Ninja or Die Shadow of the Sun August 16th, where the heck? There we go. I'm trying to see where I'm stopping at. Okay. <clears throat> Stories of Blossom, Xbox Series consoles, Xbox One and PC, August 16th. The Cosmic Wheel Sisterhood, PC and Switch, August 16th. Book of Hours, PC, August 16th. Shadow Gambit, The Cursed Crew, PS5, Xbox Series consoles, and PC, August 17th. Bomb Rush, Cyberfunk, Switch, and PC, August 18th. And holy shit, that's already Madden 24 coming to everything but Switch on August 18th or early access if you pre-ordered. I believe it's the deluxe edition on August 15th. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series consoles, Xbox One, and PC August 18th. So that is a lot over the next two weeks. Protégé, are you still with me by chance? I don't think he is. I don't know what has happened to him. Oh, yeah, he just got dropped from the Discord call. I wonder if Discord crashed on me. Looks like he's coming back. Or at least he's trying to. But, <clears throat> that will do it for us. Um, if you want to follow us, you can follow myself on twitch.tv slash sincityredangel. Right now, I am testing out Kick, so you can follow me over on there as well, kick.com slash sincityredangel. Follow me on Twitter at sincityredangel and YouTube 
over at youtube.com slash Sin City Red Angel uh, to follow Protege. You can follow him on Twitter at Protege4789 and over on YouTube at youtube.com slash at Protege Gaming. And then if you want to support the podcast directly, you can follow us on Twitter at Joystick Jockeys, uh, over on YouTube at youtube.com slash at Joystick Jockeys 513. We are on TikTok at Joystick Jockeys, and then we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Joystick Jockeys. And then we're also trying to figure out what more content you would like us to do. So we have a Google form that will be in the description, both in podcast notes and down on YouTube below. You guys can click there and submit some things that you want to see us do. Uh, We would greatly appreciate it. We're trying to figure out different ways to grow the podcast and the channel. So we'd really appreciate that if you could throw some suggestions our way. Um, but thank you all. Uh, I don't know if Protege is going to be able to rejoin, so that would do it for us. And we should be back within two weeks. I have been Austin Angel, joined by Protege, as always. And we will see you all within the next two weeks. Peace.